David Greenfield is with us live via telephone. Met Council on Jewish Poverty had their 42nd annual legislative breakfast last Sunday, June the 3rd in New York City. David Greenfield is CEO of Met Council and joins us live via telephone. Mr. Greenfield, welcome back to JM in the AM. It is always a privilege and a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me, Nachum. I appreciate that. I thought it was an amazing event. I also thought it was a big reminder, and this is something you could really speak to because of your background and experience, an important reminder that government can have a real positive impact on the lives of thousands of people uh, when when there's a good cause, when there's a good effort at, on the front lines taking care of different things. Absolutely, and that was really the goal of our legislative breakfast last Sunday. As you mentioned, it was the 42nd annual one. I cannot tell you that I've been to all of them because I'm <laughs> only 39 years old. But for the ones that I have been to and the feedback that we've got, it certainly seemed like it was the most successful and well-attended breakfast. It was the first time that our breakfast was sold out. It was standing room only. And the theme of the breakfast was fighting poverty and hate. And that is really why we host these breakfasts, which is to bring together elected officials to highlight for them something that many of them are not aware of, which is Jewish poverty. 1.6 million Jews living in the New York area. 560,000 are either in poverty or near poverty, which is shocking when you think about it. When you talk about the stories and the services that we provide, whether it is the largest kosher food network in the country that provides food every single day to 35 kosher food pantries, or the real horrors, and we discussed this as well, of domestic violence in the Jewish community, we are on track this fiscal year to have over 1,000 clients who are victims of domestic violence and we are the main organization in the Jewish community that services these folks or the seniors or the affordable housing or the Holocaust survivors, over 3,000 that we provide service to every single year. People are shocked, and they walk out of these events, and they say, I cannot believe there's that kind of poverty right here in New York in the wealthiest Jewish community in the world, and it allows them to recognize that they, the elected officials, and there were over 400 people in the room, 60 of whom were public officials, that these elected officials, including Senator Chuck Schumer, key members of Congress, members of the Assembly, like the Speaker Carl Hasty and the city council, of course, they walk away and they say it is our obligation to be part of this effort to fight Jewish poverty, which is the job of the Met Council on Jewish Poverty. We're the lead organization and spokesperson on behalf of Jewish poverty in New York. David Greenfield with us, CEO of Met Council. And we should make the point, by the way, people listening, so obviously in the New York area, may not realize that your work is uh, being directly, or their communities are being directly affected by your work. When it comes to the UJCs, the JCCs, and I'm sure other groups that you can mention, those are the groups that are that are getting the funding that you're talking about and making sure to distribute the food and funds when necessary and the help you described when necessary to the people in the community. Yeah, we have a very unique model. We have nearly 300 employees who work for the Met Council. Around half of them do not work at my main office at 77 Water Street. They work mostly for these JCCs, like you mentioned, either an organization like Borough Park Kojo or the JCC of Canarsie or the JCC of Washington Heights. I was in the Bronx, the Bronx JCC. Wherever there's a vibrant Jewish community in New York, we have a JCC to help that community. And our staff usually is working out of their offices to help people who are struggling or in poverty who are in crisis or Holocaust survivors. And it's really a unique model because we don't want people to have to come to Manhattan to get served. We have 16 offices all across 
across the city that we are affiliated with, and another 35 food pantries that we supply food with. And these JCCs, they all do amazing work. We're really proud to support them. And that's how we get the work out to the communities, and that's really how we have this comprehensive network of organizations that are helping to fight poverty. I will add a very important point that this year, an individual who personified that fight against hatred and poverty was an assembly member. His name was Michael Samanowitz, Oliver Shalom. He was a great assembly member from Queens. He was a big supporter of the Med Council, and he was a real advocate fighting against anti-Semitism. And so we dedicated this year's breakfast to his memory, and we honored his family. His son, Yonatan, spoke at the event. It was really incredibly moving. And, and that's really the kind of work that we do, which is to highlight not just the work that we're doing, but to recognize the work that legislators are doing and to thank them, and even non-legislators. This year, we actually honored the police commissioner for his work in fighting hatred and really pouring resources into the only dedicated hate crime task force in the country that the NYPD has. I think that's what's so vital about our work, which is we're able to represent the broader community on issues of poverty, where, quite frankly, no one else is doing this kind of work. He seems like a really good guy, Commissioner O'Neill. He just has that uh, has that way about him. I mean, you know him better than I do. I would assume you'd agree that there's something. He very- really is. You know, he's just so down to earth. He's he's a cop's cop. He sort of came from the streets as a beat cop, worked his way up, which is so incredible, and now is commissioner and oversees the amazing thirty five thousand men and women of the NYPD. And he always says his biggest number one concern is fighting terrorism, and people take it for granted, but that's what he does every day. But he also makes sure that any time there's a hate crime, he's super responsive. He's out there. He's pouring the resources in. He enjoyed the breakfast. He was there for over an hour, which is an astounding considering (laughs) how much is going on on a Sunday, including the Israel Day Parade that Sunday. So that was something we were excited about. And then, of course, we were part of a coalition that was successful this year. We were part of the political coalition to advocate for something called Fair Fears. This was a successful coalition pushed by the Speaker of the City Council, Corey Johnson. And the idea is that if you are living in poverty in New York, we're going to give you half-price metro cards so you can get to and from work, and the money that you save you can spend on the basics like food and shelter. And it looks like there's a deal on Fair Fairs as well. Once again, the only major Jewish organization to be out there advocating, part of the working group to making sure that this is happening, was us. And this is huge because we have 225,000 clients that we helped in the New York area last year, all of whom are going to benefit now from these half-price metro cards that are going to go to lower-income New Yorkers. So that's what we do, and that's why the legislative breakfast is so vital. It's not just an opportunity to come and schmooze, which is nice, or have good food, which, of course, is nice. It's really an opportunity to work and to really highlight the issues that matter and also to thank people and recognize my board members, for example, such as my co-president, Ben Tish, and my co-president, Joseph Allerhand, who are very active and involved as lay leaders who are successful business leaders in New York who are giving back to the broader Jewish community. A couple more points I want to make. First of all, the, um, uh, the, the, uh, because of what you mentioned on the domestic violence front, and I don't know if it was always like this, your organization has basically become a 24-hour organization. You're, you're willing and you're ready to help people who are literally in the type of situation you described at 2 a.m. if need be. And that's, you know, that, that's an added responsibility, frankly, that's you know, way beyond the 9 to 5 of running an organization. That was absolutely, like- absolutely. I will tell you that just a few weeks ago we had a woman who called one of our social workers at 11 o'clock at night. She was beaten by her husband. She was beaten so badly that she was in the hospital. Her eye had popped out of her socket as a result of the beatings. And our social worker went oh. over, picked her up in an Uber, picked her kids up, 
and then is currently helping her put her life back together. If it's an emergency, that's our job. That's yeah. what we do. We are there to do the work on behalf of the community, and we work with all the other organizations, which is really what's very unique about the work that we do as well. There's not competition for better or for worse. Unfortunately, not enough people are doing this kind of work. So we're working with other great organizations, for example, on the issues of domestic violence and other crisis situations like opioid issues. We're working with Amudim, a friend, Svigluck, we work very closely with. We're working with other major organizations in the community that have these issues, and we have that partnership, and we're trying to be supportive because of our size and the fact that we are the largest Jewish charity, the largest Jewish tzedakah in New York. We have the ability to help other organizations and to work with them and to really highlight these issues that people don't want to talk about. The reality is that domestic violence is a tragedy and a travesty and an outrage in our community, and we have to do something about it, and we are. We're servicing the victims of domestic violence. At the same time, it's a tragedy that we have tens of thousands of Holocaust survivors who are living in poverty. We are the largest organization in America that serves needy Holocaust survivors, and we're doing that work as well. And at the same time, it's horrible to think that there are people who don't have food on their tables, and we are the largest kosher food network in America as well. That's what we're designed to do, and that's what we do. It. And to your point, we do it every single day. I literally stay up at night thinking about what more can we do to fight poverty in the Jewish community in New York, because that's our job. David Greenfield's with us, CEO of the uh, Met Council. Uh, by the way, an important message for the from community, in my opinion, um, you have to be very proud of the work that Eric Goldstein's doing as CEO of the UJA Federation of New York. I have to tell you that without the UJA Federation of New York, we at the Met Council could not do our work. And Eric Goldstein, of course, who's a very proud Shomer Shabbos leader, he's the first Shomer Shabbos CEO of the UJA Federation of New York. He's really bringing the community together. The UJA Federation has reached new heights. They're raising more money than ever before. They're more focused on bigger communal issues like poverty. We are working together with the UJA on their $36 million Poverty Centennial Initiative, one of the exciting projects that we're doing with them actually is, for the first time, several of our partner uh, pantries have gone digital, which is really, really cool. So basically we have fresh direct for pantries for needy people. So needy people, instead of waiting online, they can now log on get the food they need. If they're not physically able to, the food gets delivered to them. And if they are, they could simply come and pick it up. Gone are the days of waiting hours and hours and hours online. And that's really thanks to Eric Goldstein and the UJ Federation that is hyper-focused on working with us on combating poverty in the Jewish community in New York. Absolutely. It's one of the reasons I wanted to mention it to this audience. Uh, those of us in the, in the from community, don't ignore the UJA. Get involved and make a difference. Simple as that. And that's obviously what Eric Goldstein continues to do there. And by the way, on the topic of Assemblyman Samanowitz of blessed memory, I thought it was very heartwarming when the Speaker of the Assembly called on his colleagues to come up and present the award and take the photos with the family. Uh, I thought it gave a nice family atmosphere to what's normally just a political atmosphere. Yeah, the Assembly Speaker, Carl Hastie, is a real mensch. He's somebody who has uh, absolutely, in the time that he's been there, been concerned about the Jewish community and their needs, and he's someone who has been very responsive. And it was great of him to come and to support the Samanowitz family and to show that, to your point, the New York State Assembly is one big family, and even in times that are difficult, they come together. And I thought, like you, it was really moving, and it meant a lot to the Samanowitz family, and it was important because... 
Michael Semenowitz really was a, a incredible leader, and he was dynamic, and he was young, and he was dedicated, and his loss is, is still felt by the entire broader Jewish community, and we thank him and his family for his service. No, no question about that. Finally, David, you know the ultimate question a week after the 42nd annual legislative breakfast. You have been on both sides of the legislative breakfast. With that in mind, how would you assess the uh, 2018 edition? Well, I would say it's much better to be a guest than it is to be the executive producer of the breakfast. But I've been coming to the breakfast for nearly 20 years. It's the best breakfast the Met Council has ever had. It's the first time that we were sold out. It's the most elected officials that we ever had. And I think it's a recognition of the work that we're doing and that we're highlighting the challenge of Jewish poverty. And folks are recognizing that. And they're interested in being our partners. And I think that's really what's especially exciting. It was a bipartisan group, Congressman Dan Donovan from Staten Island, who's a very good friend and a great supporter of the Jewish communities in Staten Island, is a Republican who was there as well, including folks like Senator Marty Golden, the Democratic chairman of Queens, a great friend of the Jewish communities, Congressman Joe Crowley was there. So just to give you a great example of the kind of diversity that we had in the room, and everybody came up, and, and we did something which I think was unique, which was we said, look, we love Israel, and we obviously care about the multitude of issues in the community, but today is a day to talk about poverty and hatred. Right. And talk to us about what you're going to do to fight poverty within our community, and talk about our 560,000 brothers and sisters who are literally struggling every day, which people can't understand. We actually deliver food to people who, if we didn't deliver food to them, they would have nothing to eat during the week. That is the crisis that we face, and that is what we have to be focused on, and that's the response that we have. And I'm thrilled to have had the first sold-out legislative breakfast. It was standing room only. We had more elected officials than ever before. We had an amazing response. And Baruch Hashem, we had Siyat HaShemayah. It was an incredible event. And, of course, I have a wonderful team behind me who literally worked day and night to ensure that we were able to pull this off. And same time, same place, next year at our new location at the Yale Club, we're going to have a breakfast. One thing people realize is you got to RSVP early this year because we got sold out. So it's not, too, it's not too early to RSVP for next year's legislative breakfast. Well, I'll make sure to take care of that later today. The Met Council on Jewish Poverty, 7.5 million meals through their Kosher Food Network every single year and tens, if not hundreds, of other social services, affordable housing, home repairs, help for Holocaust survivors. The list goes on and on and on. Information, if you know somebody who is in need, Met Council says, call us. Seriously, they mean it. 24 hours a day, 212-453-9539. Again, that's 212-453-9539. Three nine. You can also go to the web and learn more about all these programs that I either mentioned or have been alluding to, and that's MetCouncil.org. MetCouncil.org. David Greenfield is the CEO of MetCouncil. David, again, congratulations on the event and all that your organization continues to do and continued Hatzlacha, sir. Thank you, Nachum, and thank you so much. For years, you've been highlighting the work of the Met Council, but also the plight of those Jews who are in need, and we're incredibly grateful for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Have a great Monday. It is, in fact, a Monday morning broadcast, and you're listening to JM in the AM.